Should I not be Zionist? Should I buy Israeli bonds? Should I not buy Israeli bonds? Should I say Halil on your mind? What should I do? What should I do? Paper is working. Let's take one, 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 one aspect of your question at a time. It's a complicated question. I'm going to tell you some shocking things. Five years ago, six years ago, I couldn't even talk about the question. Today it's much easier to speak about the question. The whole idea of political Zionism, the way it's, it was until today, is a bankrupt idea, it's a failure. It's a total failure, they know it themselves. Let me explain what I mean. To repeat again, the whole idea of a secular political Zionism, remember I just added this word, of a secular political Zionism is a failure, it's a bankrupt idea. It's as bankrupt as the idea of that you can only that you can only uh, have com- uh, transportation with a horse and buggy. Somebody should come today and say that the only form of transportation there is is a horse and buggy. And that's obsolete. It's an archaic idea. It's not true. We have, we have, we have many, many ways of, 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 of transportation besides a horse and buggy. Political, secular political Zionism is a total failure. A total, absolute, tragic failure. Let me explain what I'm telling you. The Zionist leaders themselves know that in Israel today there are so many ways to present this. They took a, a consensus, they took a census, a, a statistic, a poll in the high schools of Israel and they asked the students in the high schools of Israel would it bother them, do they have any compunctions if they were born going? Recently, 60% of the students answered they don't care if they were born going. One of the reasons of political Zionism, of secular Zionism, was they came and they said that if we go to Eretz Israel and we build a state and we build a country, by this we're going to stop assimilation. This is going to be an alternate route. The Sinaitic Jews, the Torah Jews, they say, the Torah Jews, they say that the only way to stop assimilation is religious Zionism. And they said, no, that we're going to have a secular state. It's not going to be religious. In fact, to be anti-religious, which it is. And I'll soon explain it to you. I'm not a member of the Naturikata. I'm just teaching you elementary history. And I'll prove it to you. But today, the situation, the old Zionist leaders today, see, it's bankrupt. Israeli youth has no interest in Zionism. Ten years ago, ten years ago in Israel, when they wanted to say that you're speaking foolishness, you know how you say in Hebrew you're speaking foolishness? You say, that's foolishness. They used to say, you're speaking Zionism. That was a phrase ten years ago in Israeli youth. When they sent to the UCLA five years ago, 200 students, boys and girls, to study in the University of California, 50% of them into marriage. Married with Goyim, 50%. Political Zionism, secular political Zionism today, it's a complicated question, but the question, it's, it's a brutal, it's, it hurts us. 
I'm not saying it with joy, and I'm not saying it as a, as somebody who has won a won a battle. Anybody who knows anything about secular Zionism knows today it's a failure. You have in the United States three hundred thousand Israelis that left Israel, Zionists, and why did they leave Israel? Because they when they started, when the Zionist movement started in, in, the, in, in the late 1800s, fellows who were doctors, who came from, from very wealthy homes, from upper middle class homes, went and died like flies in, in the Enoch in the Israel to, to, to drain the malaria swamps that they should have land. They gave up careers to live in Kibbutzim. And today, these, the kids of these people are running away, to have a good time in Germany and in France. In Germany! Whoever knows, whoever studies, whoever sees the situation in Israel, again, secular political Zionism, secular. You know what secular means? Not Kodesh, not based on religion, not based on Torah, not based on Jewish history. Secular political Zionism is a failure. They have no future. You ever heard of Arnold Toynbee? Arnold Toynbee was one of the greatest histo contemporary historians. He wrote a, a history book that has 20 volumes. Toynbee said, when he, after visiting Israel a number of times, he said that the next generation of Israelis will be a generation of Gentiles that speak Hebrew. You don't think that there's a Jesus freak movement in Israel? A big movement! A big movement! Secular Zionism could not hold them. You know why secular Zionism was successful to a point? Because the people that the original Chalutzim and the original Zionists, they were still saturated with Yiddishkeit. Even if they weren't from, but they were Yidin, they wouldn't marry Goyim. They were Yidin. They were not practicing religious Jews, but they had a love for Yiddishkeit. They wouldn't intermarry. That held them, but their children already, their children I don't care. I mean, I spoke, I spoke to, I, when I, I was ten times in Israel, I, I, I was once in, in Meiron, and then there were kibbutznikis, young kibbutznikis, I spoke to them, I asked the fellow, would you marry her, if you met a gentle girl, would you marry her? He says, if I loved her, I'd marry her. So I told him, you're a traitor to your country. He says, well, you're a tough guy. He says, me, traitor. I said, what is the difference if you're on the front, and you go and you give an Arab information, about about your military position, or you undermine the country by marrying out of your faith, or marrying out of your nation, marrying out of your people. I mean, this is a problem that they recognize today. They already today recognize it. You know the situation since I'm not here to be a political commentator. You know, since Menachem Begin became prime minister, who he's a religious Jew, he puts on to a degree. He keeps Shabbos, he eats kosher, he puts on film every day, he davens three times a day. That, you know, he goes to shul on Shabbos. Do you know that the, that the country, they're rallying around him, they're marshalling around him because they see that there's no other way. Now, when you learn Zionism, you have to learn Zionism just like you learn Tysus. There's no difference between Zionism and Tosafot. We have to understand what it, is, what it is all about. We know of Eretz Yisrael only through Chumash Bereshis. We know of Eretz Yisrael. We know that the Rebbeinu gave us Eretz Yisrael. We know to us, we know that Eretz Yisrael is ours through the Torah. Our dreams of Eretz Yisrael is because it's through the Torah. 
our love for Eretz Yisrael through the Torah, through the Gemara, through the Tanoim, through the Amaroim, that's our relationship with Eretz Yisrael. Understand? But when somebody comes, you have to understand what, what... Look, these are facts. I'm not telling you a story. Who was one of the founders of political Zionism? Theodor Herzl. Do you know who Theodor Herzl was? He was a very nice man. He happened to be a very, very innocent, nice man. Theodor Herzl was an assimilated Jew. He lived in Vienna. He was an assimilated Jew. And, and, the, and the Austrians, until today, are rabid anti-Semites. They're mad. They're sick anti-Semites until today. It's a swear that the Austrian Goyim are bigger anti-Semites than the Germans. And he was a very capable and able newspaper reporter. He wrote articles in the newspaper. Uh, the Wiener Freie Press. And he suffered terribly from anti-Semitism. In Herzl's writings that he began to, he was a young man, he began to feel the pangs, the anguish of being a Jew. And he was looking for a solution to the Jewish problem. Do you know that his, what his first solution was? It's in, his, it's in his letters, in his diary. You know what his first solution was? His first solution was that we should all convert to Catholicism. In Mela, there won't be any more anti-Semitism. And he had a whole plan that we should all convert to Catholicism and make a big march in Europe to Rome and, 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 should, and we should become going. You ever hear of such a thing? But Herzl did it. And said, he didn't do it. He said it. That's what he should do. Then he saw that wouldn't work because uh, maybe he would do it, but who's going to do it? Then him and his friend got together. They said, okay, we have to have a Jewish state. You know where they wanted to make the first Jewish state? In Uganda. By Idi Amin. They wanted to make the first Jewish state in Uganda. You know who stopped them? You have to understand what his historical perspective was. Here is a man that was so far from Yiddishkeit. I'm not talking about the practice of the Torah. The feelings of Yiddishkeit. That first he said we should convert to Catholicism. His second plan was we should make a state in Uganda. In Africa. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, in, in, in Africa. Who stopped him? The Russian Zionists. The Russian Zionists. The Russian Zionists. Was so saturated with Yiddishkeit. Like, what? what? If they, if they weren't from, what kind of Uganda? They was like, are you crazy? They said we should go to Israel. When he came to Israel, the first time Herzl, he was so disappointed. What was Israel? It was a barren desert. He was about to relinquish the whole idea. It was, again, it was the Russian Zionists that, that, that they, the ones that pushed for the idea, they were so inspired and they had yet that, they had the love of Israel from the Torah but their kids that didn't love Torah are leaving Eretz Yisrael in groves. If you would leave them, they would leave in groves if you would let them. I mean, this political, secular political Zionism is no answer for us. Uh, half of the people here in this room, or maybe more, wouldn't be here if, this, if, if the only thing that we, we offered in the issue would be secular political Zionism, they wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be here. You understand, in the Hebrew <coughs> University in Yerushalayim, there are professors who are not from, and the student body who say that the PLO are right. Not the Naturikata. Not Amram Bloy. Professors from Hebrew University, they don't put that in the paper. They don't tell you that. That there is a whole big strong movement 
of Israeli youth that say, we kicked the, we kicked the Arabs out of Palestine. How can you say such a thing? How can you say such a thing? If you didn't learn Chumash Bereshis, if you didn't learn the Gemara, that Eretz Yisrael is ours, that the Rebbein gave us Eretz Yisrael, that our destiny is in Eretz Yisrael, if you didn't learn it, sure you could say, what's what the Arabs it is. If you didn't learn the first Rashi in Chumash, the first Rashi in Bereshis, that the Rebbein gave us Eretz Yisrael, it's ours. If that's not part of your worldview, if that's not part of your faith, Sure, so the students in the university in, in, in Eretz Yisrael that speak Yidrit, the Sabras that were born there, they say that the Arabs are right, that with the PLO, we have to have no Arabs, the PLO, the Arabs. This is, I'm not, you have, you have to not look, I put myself in a difficult position, I'm not here in the Turkat, I'll soon tell you something else. These are facts, we have, you have to be a Talmud Chacham and Zionism too. There to be a Talmud Chacham Zionism. Secular political Zionism, they all know it's a failure. It cannot keep people, it cannot keep generations, it cannot raise generations. They have lost their generations. In the last 20 years, it never was before, there is such an underworld in that there's a mafia, there's a Jewish mafia, there are bank robbers, there are robbers, there are murders, there's rape, there's murder, there's this, there's that. It never happened. That's secular Zionism. We are the real Zionists. Eretz is ours. Sure, you have to build Eretz Yisrael. Question you have to learn how to build Eretz Yisrael. Eretz is ours. We, 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 we come to Eretz we come with the Gemara, says that a hoylech dalad hamas b'Eretz that if you walk four cubit feet in Eretz you already get, you get, you get oylem haba. Sure, what do you think? We don't want an Eretz We want an Eretz We want to build an Eretz it's a mitzvah to support our Yisrael. You understand? We're not, I'm not coming to tell you that we should undo. Can you imagine? Did you ever see this, the Israeli Declaration of Independence? You never read it. You don't know anything. You know that the name of the Rabbani Shalom is not in there? And it wasn't a mistake? There's one allusion to the Rabbani Shalom, Tzur Yisrael. You know that there was a fight? These are historical facts. There was a fight when they went to write, in 1948, the Declaration of Independence, the Israeli in the Constitution in this Independence. So they said we should start off with the Rebbein Shalom's name. There was a storm. They don't believe in the Rebbein Shalom. So they said, but, uh, but in every country in the world, in the United States, if a guy's an atheist, he can't run for president. In the United States, if a person is an atheist, you can't run for president. They said, we'll be embarrassed in front of all the nations of the world. So they made a compromise. They wrote Sur Yisrael. Sur Yisrael means rock of Israel. So the, so the leftists could say, we don't mean the, we mean the big rock, the, the army. And the religious ones could say, it means the rebellion. That's secular political Zionism. You know that there's a strong communist party in that Israel? Do you know that? You know that they have problems with the youth, that the youth laugh at the Zionists. You think I'm joking? Uh, you remember those two brothers that, 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 that became a Breslau that was here uh, two years ago? Came from Jerusalem. So he says, nah, he says to me, I was not interested in this nonsense, the Zionism. Get born in Israel, look at him. What do you mean you weren't interested in the, in the Zionism? A kid that's born in Italy, an Italian's not interested in Italy. 
he worse, worse to have than a Goya. Goya lives in Poland. He's not a Polish patriot. A 19-year-old boy tells me he's born and bred in Israel. No, no, he wasn't even religious. He tells me he's not interested in Zionism, not interested in Israel. It's not only him. That's a symptom of the whole thing. You know who the real Zionists are? You know who they found out who are the real Zionists in Israel today? You know who are the only soldiers in the army? The Bnei Akiva Yeshivas. The guys that sit and learn and break their head over a toysus, you know what they did? You know what happened from that? In the last war from the Yom Kippur War, you know what they did? They found out that the only soldiers that they have, the real soldiers, are the guys that go to Yeshiva. So you know what they did? They made in Sinai, in a secret place, to have an officer school of only former guys that went to Yeshiva. I mean, I have friends that have their sons there, and at night the whole place is a Yeshiva. They recognize the fact. They recognize the fact that, that political Zionism is a failure. It hurts. What do you think? I'm happy from this. You think I, you think I want to see Chas V'Sholem anything bad happen to Israel? Chas V'Cholil V'Chas V'Sholem. They have no interest in this. But there's a fact. What are you going to do with political Zionism? You're going to sing a tikva? What is that going to get you? That's going to make Jews. That's going to raise Jewish families. That's going to give us a Jewish future. Nothing. Only Gumarashim Toysis with Rishonim and guys that daven three times a day and eat kosher and that one understand what the Torah is, you have Zionists. Do you know? Do you know the percentage of Aliyah Territ Israel? You know who goes today, Territ Israel? Who goes? You know who goes? Only religious Jews. Only the greatest percentage of people that go to settle in Eretz Israel today are religious Jews. Because they're not political Zionists. That go to Israel, it's Israel. It's not today, it's nothing to talk about. I went, the, the vice president of the yeshiva was a guest of honor by a bond meeting. He asked me about bonds. So I went, there was a dinner, a breakfast in his honor, in the young Israel of Woodman. Yeah. Ask your father. So I'm sitting there, so the bonds, it's a fundraising affair. So I sent down a speaker, a woman. Now the young Israel Woodman is not a yeshiva. They're very fine, wonderful people there, but they're not yeshiva bachran. The people were looking at each other. She says like this, Oh, I like a temple. She didn't even know the word synagogue. She was condescending to them, telling them she likes a temple. Thank you. She spoke. You could think a German was speaking about Germany, about Italy, about France. The people were looking at each other. I asked your father, I said, what is this? He says, they are so stupid. He says, they, they know it's a religious shul. Send down somebody, you know, that, that should appreciate. She mamash didn't even know what to say to religious Jews. The very big problem. They have no future. They prove to themselves that the only ones that are that that are devoted to them, that are committed to them, are the fellows that go to the Bnekivishis. And the ones that don't go to the Bnekivishis, that don't go to the army, they sit near Jalayim Americans that, that gave up who knows what and the coil and they, they won't move from Eritus Rock. My rabbits at night, there's a program. You ever hear it? 
in Hebrew, in Ivrit. Yes, radio. So I don't listen to the radio. She's uh, Israeli, so she sometimes. So guys talking on the radio he says, Yes, uh, I don't know. I don't know. He said nightclub, Shalano, Makom Chadash. There's a new nightclub. It's called Shalano Hours. So he's reading the menu: crabs, snails, eels. My wife is new Shalano. Fire. She started a one-man war. She <laughs> called up the newspapers. She called up the, all the, the heads of the rabbinical agency. She got on her father's back. They turned over New York City. She says, a guy should go on the radio and talk in Hebrew and say to Israelis, come and eat crabs in their restaurant. Let them choke on it. <laughs> <coughs> they have no feeling. You want to hear something? And you can prove it. I'll prove it to you in the New York Times. When Abba Eben came to the United States the first time, I don't know what his position was, whether he was emissary to the UN or ambassador, I don't remember. So the New York Times interviewed his wife in the cooking section, and they asked her for her favorite recipe. What do you think her favorite recipe was? A way how you cook chaza. It was the New York Times. How do you insult two and a half million Jews in New York City? How do you do that? How do you insult two and a half million people? That even people that this was goes back. This is 1948, 1950 in New York City. Yet you know what the word kosher is, and you come, you represent Israeli God. You're so stupid to to to, to, to you know to flaunt into the faces of of, of Jews that are sitting here. She gave a recipe for Chazal. I'm not. I'm not. It's not the Avera that's bothering me, how distant they are from our future, from our eternity. I'm not an eternity. I wanted to be a state. I wanted to be a government. I wanted to be. But let's turn it into one one is two. They don't have their youth. They leave them in droves. They don't have their soldiers. They don't leave them in the. I was on the bus. So you heard of Jabotinsky. You know who Jabotinsky is. You've. Uh, not, Benyamin Zed Jabotinsky, he was the head of the... What? Atalayi Jabotinsky! Jabotinsky was... After Shemaital JDL. Who he was the guy who organized the Jewish battalion in the First World War. He, he went out with strength. He was a genius. So they brought... So I'm running on the bus. So it was the day that they brought Jabotinsky's bones to bury him in Israel. You know what he Ben Hecht, you know, perfidy, you know, Altalina shouldn't, you can't buy perfidy. Try and get me the book perfidy. I had it. You can't, you can't get perfidy. You can't buy perfidy. Photocopies. But Ben Hecht, the writer, he wrote against them. The ship, Altalina, that Ben Gurion shot the Jews on the ship, that he killed Jewish boys on the ship because they were bringing munitions to fight against the Arabs. The Irgun. So I was riding on the bus. So. And the, the bus driver was an old guy, so he knew who Jabotinsky was. He had a rubber stamp, and I had the ticket on, I'll show you. I kept it, I sold the whole... 
So on, on the ticket, he brought a ticket to the bus, so he went with a rubber stamp, he stamped on the ticket, Jabotinsky Shavla Moledet. Jabotinsky returns to his home. So in front of me is sitting two, two Israelis. The guy says, Mazer Jabotinsky. I'm sitting in the back with these two guys. I bust out laughing. Hey, Mazer Tzchok. He says to me, what's this laughter about? I tell the guy, I tell you then, who's Jabotinsky? You don't know who Jabotinsky is? I said, did you go to school here? Go to America and ask who's George Washington? Patrick Henry. Nobody knows who Patrick Henry was. Ramonica knows who Patrick Henry was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really, I mean, it's like ridiculous. I mean, they don't know. They have no feeling. They don't. They have no patriotism. To know who are the, the founders, the fighters, the builder of the land. It's a total bankruptcy. The only future that they have is from a union. Only, the only future that they have. And the, the, on political Zionists, they, they know it's a failure. They know it's not. This is not uh, uh, what we, it, it's in the press. You know, don't, you know, Golda Meir, she said it about the youth. I mean, not in someone that she wanted to be as, 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 as candid as I am. But she said it, did they not? Yeah, we have the Ganya. The Ganya on the Kinneret, the Ganya bed. So there was a guy in the Ganya, Kaddish Luz. Kaddish Luz was from the first Zionists, the, from the Kibbutznikis. The Ganya was an atheistic kibbutz. Kaddish Luz became about sugar. For this reason, he saw that all the koiches that he put in to being a Zionist is worthless. His son is a from a year, Karash Luzes, I forgot his son's first name. He's a professor in Barlon University. They both became Balachuva. They said they're making a mistake. Everything was a mistake. It all went down the drain. Where are we going to... The PLO is right. You ever hear of anything like that? 60% of the kids in high school said they don't care if they were not born Jews. Look, we have problems. The Jewish people have problems, and this is one of the problems. The Jewish people have problems, and this is one of the problems. You know, who, who's going to build our Israel? We'll build our Israel. Whether we go there, whether we support there, but only people that have an intellectual and an emotional attachment to Israel through, through, through history. The Jews are a people that work with history. I mean, do you know that the big tzaddikim get up every night to private in chatzois to grind the churban based on migdishin and the golos? When you have a people, you know the story of Napoleon. Napoleon was, when they went, the invasion in Russia, on the way they went through Poland, Tishabov, he was in Poland. He was riding on his horse in a street, and he heard... All of a sudden, a whole bunch of cryings. They were crying. So he thought it was a funeral or something. So yes, this officer, you know, Palagou Francais, what's this? He says to him, what is, what's going, what's all this crying about? So he says, it's a holiday by the Jews. It's just a holiday, they're crying. He says, it's the holiday, the ninth day of the month, this is the Hebrew month, that they cry upon the loss of the land and the destruction of the temple. You know what Napoleon said? Napoleon said, a People who can cry for 2,000 years and not forget their homeland, they will inevitably return to their homeland. 
The pole is the goal. The piano is the shaker. <laughs> you understand? He had that sense. He was a genius, Napoleon. He said a people that for 2,000 years can cry, can get together and cry that they lost their land, he says, in, it's inevitable they'll get back their land. That's an insight. That's an insight of a genius. But people don't have that. They don't cry over it, Israel. They cry they want to get out. You know the joke, the last man out of Ben-Gurion here, please close the lights. That's their joke, not our joke. Let me ask you political Zionism. It's a bankrupt thing. What, what, what is there to talk about? I mean, baby understands it. They have problems. They have unfortunate problems. They have you know what they're afraid of now? They're making a peace, and if they're successful to make a peace, you know what they're afraid of? They don't put it in the paper. You know what they're afraid of? They are afraid that if there'll be a peace, there'll be a tremendous intermarriage between them and the Arabs. I know it. What's going to hold them back? You send two, 200 students to UCLA, they take a statistic a year later, half of the married guy. It's political, secular zone. How can you have a, you can't have a Jewish people without Torah? Right? There's, no, there's, no, there's no existence for Jews without Torah. Absolutely not. Of course we have to support them. What do you think? We're crazy? We don't want the country there? What do we don't want the, there should be a government there? You cannot perpetuate the eternity of the Jewish people with a secular movement. You can't do it.